0: Hello, good morning. Welcome to Resurrection Church. How's everyone doing? He is risen. He is risen indeed. This is a, I don't know about you, but this is probably the, the highlight of, the, of our year. It's actually, we, we celebrate resurrection every Sunday. That's why we meet on Sundays. Every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection because Jesus Christ is alive. Oh, wow. Wow. I was thinking about really what to uh, what to talk about because we talk about the resurrection all the time, and it's something that never gets old. Because if you think about it, it's good news, isn't it? Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, I want to actually go to Luke chapter, or not Luke, First uh, Corinthians fifteen, and point some things out. And uh, I am uh, just uh, in awe of the Lord and His kindness. Paul actually is addressing uh, the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to read some verses and talk about, really, the good news of the resurrection. Paul says these words, For I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you have received, in which you also stand, by which you are also saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried and he was raised up on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, or Peter, and then to the twelve, and then he appeared to more than 500, 500 brethren. Slow down. Coffee's kicking in, right? At one time, most of whom remain until now, and some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James and to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to one untimely born, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles. I am not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by his grace, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me did not prove in vain. But I labored more than all of them, yet not, not I, but the grace of God with me. And whether then it was I or they, so we preached and so you believed. Now if Christ has preached that he was raised from the dead, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? Paul is going to point out the, the, the foundation of the resurrection. Christianity is built on the bedrock historical fact that the tomb was empty three days after he died historical fact that you can go to a gps coordinate and go to israel and visit there's no there's no body the tomb is empty in all of creation all of existence that's the most important event in human history is the resurrection of jesus christ so he says why do some of you preach that there is no resurrection from the dead verse 13 if there is no resurrection of the dead not even christ has been raised and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith also is in vain. You know, our faith is based on historical fact. It's not based on fantasy or somebody made up some some fantasy story. You know, it's based on something that actually happened in real life on planet Earth. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God. We're lying about God because we, we said that God, we testify that God has raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead are, are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith, my faith, is worthless. And you are what? Still in your sins. Why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ such good news? It's good news because the bad news was really bad. Right? there was really, really bad news. The bad news is that we offended a holy, righteous, good God. All of us. For the wages of sin is death. All of us have sin, right? And the wages of sin is death. And every single person born, except Jesus Christ, is born a sinner and is destined for hell. And there's nothing that you can do to escape that. No amount of good works, you can't cut yourself, you can't beat yourself up, you can't fast enough, you can't walk around, you can walk backwards on your hand, if you can do handstands and walk backwards on glass up to Himalayan mountains and back, that still wouldn't pay for your sins. And only Jesus Christ, his blood shed on the cross, pays for our sins. No amount of good works, no self-help books, no Oprah, no Dr. Phil, nothing can pay for your sins or atone for your sins. It took the spotless Lamb of God, sacrificed. John says, there's the Lamb of God, takes with us into the world. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ as good news because the bad news is really bad. Yeah, but I believe that God is merciful. He is merciful, but he's also just. So he has to take care of both, he has to take care of both at the same time. I believe that God is loving, yet he's also righteous. Sometimes we want to sort of like, you know, go resonate with the ones we like, you know. See, see God can't be divided. He is, it's called simplicity of God, which means he's undivided, which means that every single attribute he is 100% at the same time. And some of us, you know, we lean towards, you know, I like the grace of God, love the love of God. Well, I like the justice of God, you know. He's all of it at the same time. You can't ignore one or the other. At the cross of Christ, you have the love of God, the righteousness of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the wrath of God, all taken care of in one act of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now that's something... Nick, I I couldn't have done, I can focus on one thing. I can't take care of my sins. I can't wash my sins. I can barely wash my hands after I've been out in the ground. You know, I can I can't do that. But to wash away your sins, how do you do that? You need you need the Lamb of God, right? The reason why the resurrection is such good news is because the bad news was really, really bad. Really, really bad. Jesus. There's a, there's a gospel out there that's it's incomplete. It says, oh, well, Jesus wants to be your friend. He doesn't want to be your friend, but he also is your savior, and he is your Lord. Amen? Paul says, if Christ is not risen, you are in your sins, and then those who have also fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have, verse 9, if we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are men most pitied. If Christ is not raised, we are pitiful creatures, if Christ is not alive, it makes the difference that Christ is alive. We are in desperate need of forgiveness. At the end of the day, the most important thing that happened on the cross was the atonement of our sins. The atonement of our sins. Without the resurrection, there's no forgiveness. Without the resurrection, there's no. We are. Uh, we are. Uh, we are. We are sinners condemned. There's no redemption, there's no sanctification, there's no glorification, there's no hope. We are utterly hopeless without the cross, without the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hell is a place of utter hopelessness. Utter, utter, utter hopelessness. When people are going to hell, they do not have any way to get out of there. And it's not a party with your friends It is not a good place. And God loves you so much that he decided to send his son to rescue you from that terrible, 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 terrible place. Without the resurrection, there's no hope. There's no help. There's no comfort. How do you comfort the dying if there's no resurrection? Right? As Christians, we have Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, we have the hope of the world. It's interesting in the, in the second part of Luke that you, you read Luke, right? After the story that she read, there's an account of Jesus walking up to two guys who are walking on uh, the road to Emmaus. And they're disgusting. They're dejected. They're sad. They're like kind of like, oh, you know. And Jesus comes up to them, and they don't recognize him. He's like, hey, what's going on, fellas? What are you talking about? And they're like, where have you been? Of course, you know, the, he, Jesus hid his, his, uh, his appearance to them. He didn't, they didn't recognize him. And he said, well, uh, because Jesus, we thought he was the Messiah, and now they killed him. And, and besides, some women saw, him, saw the empty grave and told the disciples, and, and the scripture look, says that they still look sad. They hear the truth of the gospel, the truth of the resurrection, and yet they're still sad. If there's anyone who's to be celebrating, it's believers in Christ, because we have a risen Savior, Amen. See, without the resurrection, we are still condemned under the curse of sin. We have no basis to go into God's presence. We have no confidence in prayer. Without the resurrection, there's no assurance that God will even hear us. Without the resurrection, there's no assurance that he'll forgive us, help us, deliver us, redeem us, change us. And if God is not victorious by raising Jesus Christ from the dead, without the resurrection, there's no confidence that God can even defeat evil or anything we face. Without the resurrection, there is no meaning in life. No wonder people who are in the world who don't believe in God or the resurrection are so sad, have no hope. Because they, it's, it's the reality. Without Christ, there is no hope. The resurrection is such good news because the bad news is really, really bad. But guess what? Amen. Praise God. Verse 20 But now Christ has been raised from the dead. Now I'm not going to do what I did last year. Last year I kind of went through the proofs of the resurrection. You can re- he, he talks about the, the first part of chapter 15, how so many people appeared. You know, how I saw Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus appeared to so many people. You know, I'm not going to get enough. You can watch last year's sermon. I, didn't want, I have, I'm trying to keep it short today because I understand that we have, you know, lunch plans, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The point is this: is that they saw something that they didn't expect. The apostles, the ladies are going to the tomb carrying spices. Why? Because they want, they want to anoint a dead body. They're not expecting a risen Savior. Um, if you look at, at Mark chapter 9, Jesus is on the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and he transfigures, he kind of reveals who he really is. He's glowing, he's all white. And then he says, now don't tell anybody until after I'm resurrected, after the Son of Man is resurrected. And it says the disciples were discussing, what does that mean, resurrecting from the dead? What does that mean? Because the concept was so new to them. See, their idea, the Jewish idea of the resurrection, happened at the end of the age. At the very, very end of the age, of the age when, when God would raise everyone up, right? And judge everybody, right? That was, that was future. And Jesus says, No, no, no. I'm interrupting that right now, right? He raises his, best, his, his buddy Lazarus, who's dead for four days. And they're like, Hey, it's going to stink. And he's like, Listen, I told you, I'm the resurrection and the life. In other words, I don't need to wait till the end of the age to bring in new life to a dead situation, to a dead person. Right? They weren't expecting him. We were, we're studying the, the we're studying the book of James. You know, we're almost done. We got like two, right? Two two verses left. <laughs> James, the brother of Jesus, who during his life did not believe in he's, he grew up with the man. Right? They had bunk beds together. Maybe Jesus had his own room, but they, had, they didn't have a big house, right? And his brothers didn't believe in Jesus. He's like, he sweats like us. He eats like us. He, looks us. he looks human. They didn't believe in Jesus. But afterwards, it says when he says he appeared to James, that's his brother. And James writes the book of James. And James becomes a, a leader in the Jerusalem church. And James is he's martyred for his belief. All the apostles, except for Judas, of course, all the apostles, including Paul, except for John, they're all killed for their faith. Nobody does that. They don't, they don't, you don't die for something that really didn't happen? Or maybe some people are crazy enough to do that. But he appeared to several people. And Paul is writing. He says, "...but now Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are fallen asleep." Because Jesus is alive, there's good news. I just was thinking about this, and I'm excited. I don't know about you. I'm excited. You know, the Cardinals can excite me when they win the Super Bowl or they don't win the Super Bowl, but Jesus Christ excites me every single day because he's alive, because his death, his burial, his resurrection means something for my eternal life. I was lost. I was desperately lost. And he found me. I don't know about you, but when you have a Savior that comes searching for you, and you're out doing what you shouldn't be doing, and living how you shouldn't be living, and God says, I pick you. You're mine. And you're mine. And I choose you. And I, I want you. I don't know about you, but to have a Savior that would do everything he does... that's a good deal. I do nothing, just believe in him. And he he does all the heavy lifting, doesn't he? I didn't have to die on the cross, he did. I didn't have to defeat death, he did. I didn't have to atone for my sins, he atoned for my sins. I didn't have to bear the wrath of God, but he did. Sorry if I'm loud. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because Jesus is alive, we are we stand forgiven by God. Romans five two says, Through whom we also obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exalt in the, the, glory, the hope of the glory of God. Because Jesus Christ has been raised, we stand forgiven by God. And Paul says, Without the resurrection, there's no forgiveness. At the, at the end of the day, that's what it's really all about, is the forgiveness, right? And without resurrection, we are still dead in our sins. But because there's a resurrection of Jesus Christ, we stand, believers in Christ, stand forgiven by God. God says, I have placed your sins on my son. I've placed all of your sins on my son. And I've given you his righteousness. Now, I talk about a great deal. I am clothed, believers are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I can't go to Walmart and buy a robe like that. I can't go to Amazon and order the, the best, fanciest. No, everything I order is handmade, man-made, and will fall apart and be too small and deliver to the wrong house. I don't get it anyway. But, but because tri- Jesus Christ is raised, we are forgiven. We also are justified. That means we have his righteousness. Romans 4.22 says, Therefore it was credited to him, to him as righteousness, Now that is for His sake, not for His sake only, that was credited him, but for our sake, to whom it was credited, as those who believe in Him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over because of our transgressions, and was raised for our justification. Everything's—that's good news. We stand justified before God because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have peace. With God. Some of us have struggled against God. We're fighting against God. And God says, I am establishing peace between you and me. I'm drawing out peace terms, and my son is the one who makes it happen. Because Jesus Christ is alive, we have hope. We have hope. We have hope. Because Christ is alive, we have a new kind of life. Paul even talks about this. If you look at 1 Corinthians 15, later on he talks about how Christ was risen and he has a new kind of body and it's like the first fruits of what we're going to get eventually. I don't know about you, but I'm 53 years old. I, I, be, I want my new body to be 30 years old, right? <laughs> Our new body won't, 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 won't deteriorate, won't, won't get sick, won't fade, won't age, won't get gray hair, I don't want gray hair, although it looks distinguished, right? No, I want, I want a body that doesn't fall apart and Jesus Christ has that body. He's the first fruits. We have a new kind of life. Therefore, we have been buried with him, Paul says in Romans, through the, the baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. That word, uh, newness, we're about a, a new kind of life. A new kind of existence that Jesus Christ gives to us. New quality, an extraordinary kind of life. He indwells the believer, right? His Holy Spirit indwells the believer. Because Christ is risen, that means that God has accepted payment for sin. That means we are free from condemnation. And some of us condemn ourselves, but God says, if you're in Christ, there's no condemnation for you. That's good news. That's because of the resurrection, amen? Paul says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. And who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather, who was raised and who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Jesus Christ is alive, that means he intercedes for us, he gives us life, he gives us new hope, he gives us peace. I'm excited, I'm thirsty too. (laughs) Do you remember when the Cardinals almost won the Super Bowl? Any Cardinals fans? Do you remember that last play when... Fitzgerald I know we're talking about football here I'm t- I have a point for this when when Fitzgerald ran to the end zone and we were jumping up and down and sure remember that yeah. right yeah. we were like I was I was I don't know JD were you with there were you there was I hugging you no. or was it Pedro Pedro wasn't here he's not here I uh, Gracious was there and I was we were jumping around like we like we won the lottery right we were on beta, and then we, we were cheering, we were cheering, we were, so, we were celebrating, we were celebrating that our team was winning. They didn't win. <laughs> but we celebrated that, that's, 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 that, that important moment for our lives, right? That's such important moment that, or when the D-backs won the World Series, okay? Let's go back there. When we won the World Series, right? Like we won, right? That hit, the gonzo hit, right? Was was, you know, we're cheering and the whole place is raw, you know? And, and if we can get excited about a stupid little game, I love baseball, I love football. We get excited, and those are fun things. God, blessed, God gave us those things to enjoy, right? He gives us, I'm not, but why not celebrate? We have eternal life, i don't know about you but there's gonna there's a party going on in heaven you know that they are worshiping and praising the lord in heaven and god knows how to throw a celebration because his son jesus christ conquered death hell and the grave for us and guess what when we get to heaven it's gonna be like all right god you're worthy You think we celebrate down here for little little football and baseball games? Jesus Christ has conquered death. He is our king. He is our victor. He is our Lord. We say, I'm with him. I'm with him. And he's the champion, right? Amen? If there's any day to celebrate the good news of Christ, it is today. And guess what? Every day you wake up, you say, Lord, thank you for this day. Yeah, it it doesn't mean that we won't have hard times in this life, right? But if Christ rises from the dead, if he's alive, guess what? He can get you through the hard times, doesn't he? Amen? Let's just be real. Just because you believe in Jesus doesn't mean, snap, no more troubles in this world. Read the book of Revelation. God writes, Jesus writes letters to the various churches. Hey, guess what? Trouble's coming. But I have overcome. Endure to the end. Right? There'll be a time... When there's a new heavens and new earth, and there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more all that. But until we, and our our short little existence on this life, that's like a vapor in the span of eternity. Eternity is super, super long, and our life is like that. A little bit of trouble is not a a lot thing to ask for. But Jesus Christ can lead us through that, and live His life through us. He forgives our sins. He gives us purpose in life. He changes it. He changes us from the inside out. We try to change ourselves from the outside in. Jesus Christ is the one who can make your stone that's of heart, of heart, hardened, stony heart into a stone of, fle- into a stone of flesh, a heart of flesh. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because Christ raised, we, we recognize that God is true to his word. Because Christ raised, we recognize that Jesus Christ is reliable, trustworthy, that what he says he will do. He truly changes us. He truly does make all things new. He truly does the work from the inside out that nobody else sees but only God. And eventually comes out and, like, you're different. That's Jesus Christ. And a risen Savior can do that, a dead Savior can't. If you run out of hope, Because you think nothing's changing? Jesus Christ, because of the fact that he's risen, he can do that, and he does that. He's the difference maker, amen? Because Christ is raised, everything is different. Because Christ is raised, there is hope. There is a future. I need to start running again. I'm a little, I'm a little winded here. <laughs> My brother is an Ironman specialist. and uh, i need to start. To but now Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are asleep. For since a man by death, a man, uh, a, by a man also came the resurrection from the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. Be each in his own order, first Christ the first fruits, and after those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet, and the last enemy will abolish his death. Praise God. Friends, let's celebrate today, okay? Let's celebrate that Jesus Christ is alive, and guess what? He's a prayer away. He's that faithful friend. He is with you wherever you are, whatever you go through. He's your Lord. And if he's not your savior yet, I would I, I consider that, let God roll away that stone from your heart. You've tried all the other ways. Some of you have tried and tried. And some of you think, well, I've gone too far. I've gone too far, I've done too much. How can God, mm It's all on the cross, right? Colossians says that he nailed the list of the sins against us on the cross. It means they've been buried, killed, buried, and now Jesus Christ raises up to new life. And he gives every single person, he says, come and believe, come unto me. You who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Place your faith in Christ. Rejoice in his goodness. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such good news. Lord, the world is full of a lot of bad news. Lord, we have the greatest news that anyone can ever hear. No wonder Peter and John, when they heard it, they ran to the tomb. And when the Marys saw the version of the angels, they ran to tell the disciples. God, you're the only one who gives us hope because you raised your son from the dead. And if your son can conquer death and sin and hell and the grave, there's nothing he can't do. If there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, Jesus, And you want to receive him. Say, Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. But I believe that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And that three days later, you rose again and you're alive today. Lord, I receive you. I ask that you wash away my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And take me to heaven. If you're a believer, let it be that God fills you with the joy of salvation. Let it be that God renews your first love. Let it be that we, who are believers, are not ashamed of our Lord. But on the contrary, we're excited about him. And then we want to tell others, Lord, give us boldness. Give us boldness, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for the most wonderful news that has ever existed, that your son Jesus is alive. Amen. Why don't we stand? We have one more song to sing, and then we'll close out.
1: The cross has spoken, I am forgiven The King of kings calls me his own Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever Jesus Christ, my living I'm going to ask Beth to take us back to the part that says the cross has spoken I am forgiven. The cross has spoken. I am forgiven. The king of his own beautiful Savior. I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living. Let's sing it properly. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven The King of Kings calls me His own Beautiful Savior, I'm Yours forever Jesus Christ, my living hope Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body. Began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grape has no claim on me. Oh, Jesus, yours is the victory. We thank you, God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the one who set me free Hallelujah Death has lost its grip on me You have broken every chain There's salvation in your name Jesus Christ, my living hope God, you are my living hope God, you are God, You are my living hope.
0: Thank You, Lord, that the fact that Your Son raised from the dead, that believers are free in Christ, that we have new life in Jesus Christ, that we have been claimed by You, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And Father, we thank You that the stone wasn't rolled away to let Jesus out. It was rolled away so we can peek in and realize that He's there. He's not there, rather. That He is that He is risen indeed. And Lord, He is alive today. And people all over the world, many in this room, can testify to the fact that a risen Savior has changed their life. we praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you sent your Son to rescue us, to give us life. God, we love you. We say thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We can't repay you in any way other than to say thank you and to praise you, Lord. Let that be our our response of gratitude to you. Fill our hearts with your praise, God. Thank you for the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that you guys have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm excited about today. Um, every single day. And I look back at my life and I realize, how could you save a sinner like me? But you know something? God can save anyone and He loves every single person. Lord, I'm going to pray the ironic blessing. Moses tells Aaron, I want you to say these words. Place my name on my people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in Jesus' name. And that's my prayer for you today. And Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. He's risen. Amen. All right. By the way, if anyone's interested in going to Israel, I'm gonna send out an email and a post because we're going next year in May, May nineteenth to the thirty first, we're gonna have a blast.